Welcome to Life on Pause, a podcast defining the experience of being a young adult with cancer. Each episode, we explore issues impacting young adults in and after treatment. Like what you hear? Have something to add? Come join us for next month's recording, the third Tuesday at 6 p.m. Hi, guys, and welcome to today's episode of Life on Pause. As a young adult with cancer, fear is baked into our experience. On today's episode, we'll share our struggles, triumphs, and encounters. Fear is defined as the belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or a threat. Just my name's Corinne. Like I said, I was 16 when I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, and I'm 13 years in remission. My first question for you all is, how do we rationalize the things that scare us? So how do we rationalize fear? Hi, everyone. My name's Taylor. I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was 12, and now I'm 29, so about 17 years ago. I think that for me, the scariest thing about fear is that you really can't rationalize it sometimes or that I can't. I feel like sometimes for me, if I'm in a specific bad down spiraling mood, fear is just all encompassing. It can just take over every part of me. It can take over every part of my life, every part of my being. If I let it and if I'm just in a mood where that happens, I can't rationalize it because I continuously tell myself that everything that I'm thinking is truth. And what I've been trying to learn recently is that every thought that you have is not the truth. So just because we think it does not mean that it's real, does not mean that it's going to happen. So I think that for me, I can't always rationalize it, but I can teach myself that there are things that I can continuously try to remind myself of or tell myself of constantly that can try to help me think in a more, I don't know if it's positive, but just in a a healthier way for me. Hi, I'm Haley. I was diagnosed with leukemia when I was 12. I'm now 15. So you can't rationalize fear all the time. Sometimes your fear is rational. It's completely sound to have that certain fear it's more control the fear and not don't let it take over your entire life like taylor said like sometimes you can get sucked and, and like just absorbed by all this fear and you just have to sort of knock yourself out of it and make tell yourself yes i'm having the fear it's a perfectly valid fear but there's also like sometimes statistics help and when the statistics aren't on your side it's not great but there's still always that little sliver that of it could be fine i have like just keep working keep trying and you're going to be fine i think kind of like what you had said both Haley and taylor sometimes you just can't rationalize fear as much as you want to and i think that for me i found that a lot of the times things that i may be scared of are completely rational due to like the potential of the unknown of it. And then other times it's completely irrational just because maybe it makes me uncomfortable. And so like, it makes me wonder, like, is it that we are scared or is it that it's fear is tied into other emotions that we like denotate as negative, like being uncomfortable or being angry or being sad. And I think that like Taylor said, there's a way to 
kind of find healthier mechanisms that can help you deal with the things that you're scared of. So kind of tying in to my next question, what would you say was your biggest fear before you were ever diagnosed? I I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma when I was 15. I'm now 23. Um, And honestly, my biggest fear before I was diagnosed was that I was going to live with a headache forever. I suffered a really bad concussion in the fall of ninth grade. And it just, my headache wouldn't go away. And the doctors couldn't tell me why. And I was just terrified that I was going to live like that forever. And then, you know, cancer came along and that kind of, I don't know if it, took away the headache or just put it into perspective and I had like worse things to worry about but that was definitely my biggest fear my name's Allie um I was diagnosed in 2019 when I was 19 years old with Hodgkin's lymphoma um also my biggest fear before cancer was like I don't know I guess like a normal fear that people have like not graduating college or like not knowing what to do with my life or like, you know, quicksand, you know, the normal fears, I guess. And then once I got cancer, I was like, you know, the worst things start popping in your head and you're like, oh, wow. Like, okay. Like this is going to be scary. Give me a scary ride. I don't think that before I had cancer, I really had any big fears. And I think about this a lot and I don't know if it's because I was just young So when you're just young, you're just carefree, you would think because you're younger, you would be more scared because little kids are, you would think, would just be more scared of things. But I have so much more fear in me now. And I don't know if it's just because, is it because of my experiences and that just put all this fear inside of me? Or is it just because I'm older now and you get more experiences just with regular life? And you can see what the world can be like. And when you're young, you're just more naive and just don't see things that way. The week that I was diagnosed, I didn't have fear. I was thinking of, I was going into middle school. I would have been starting seventh grade. I had my outfit picked out. I still remember it was white shirt and yellow shorts and a rainbow belt. And I never got to wear it. (laughs) And that's That's something that I think about now. But back then, when I was 12 and younger, I don't think that I had fear in my life that much besides minor things. Even my brother was born with a lot of health issues and I helped a lot. I was eight years old when he was born. And they, my family used to call me like the little mother because I would kind of just take over and I was, I'm the oldest. So I would just kind of act like the little mom and. He had a lot of issues with stuff and I was never scared and never worried about it. So I just don't know if that's because of my cancer experience or is it just a normal thing to go from a young carefree child to an adult who has seen what the world can be like? I was trying to think of what I was actually scared of because I really, there wasn't a lot to speak of. I mean, when I was in school, it was. Oh, because like, I mean, I did fairly decent in school. And so it'd be like, oh, well, what if I don't do good? Um, Then everyone's going to be disappointed in me. I'm never going to graduate. I'm, I don't know, all the things. And then like out of school, I never got a job right away. I mean, I got a job, but it wasn't in my field. So I was just like, 
oh, I'm never going to succeed. I'm never going to get a job in my field. And I should have never went to college or never spent that money. And then I had other things to think about. So, and even after that, it took me a good year and a half, two years to find a job in my field. So, I mean, that fear is gone, but I mean, I definitely did not have any, a lot of fears before I was sick. Before I was sick, I'm pretty sure it might've been like the day before or something. I had been sick the week before I was diagnosed. And then like the day or two before I was diagnosed, I was at lunch and I got into a fight with my friends. And I remember my biggest like fear or worry at that time was I'm not going to have the same friends going into high school because I was only in seventh grade, but still like that whole people always are like friends change and everything. And these have been friends for a while and I didn't usually keep friends for a while. So I was super excited to continue to be friends with them. So I remember my biggest fear was my friends aren't going to hang out with me. I'm not going to have friends. I'm going to be that weird kid that's sitting in the corner alone. And that was such a big deal at the time. And like now as I look at it, it's kind of a stupid fear. I still have it at times because I'm still going through high school. But just like putting that into reference with all the things I necessarily could have been worrying about at that time, maybe should have been. That was one of the smallest things to worry about. So for me, being 16, I mean, I guess you could say they were normal fears of a 16-year-old. But when I look back on it, I feel so childish. And I guess being 16, you are still a child. But I was diagnosed February 24th of 2009. And I remember right before then, I had just picked out my prom dress. And I was like, I had this idea of how I wanted my hair for it. And I was like, oh, am I going to be like, is my, does, am I, like, I had major body image issues and was like, is my body going to look okay in this prom dress? Or am I working hard enough to practice for volleyball? Am I studying hard enough for school? And I had all these fears that like I needed to be, you know, in the top of whatever I was doing. And looking back on it, it's like, I should have just been okay with what I was doing for myself. Like I should have just been accepting the fact that like, if I was doing my best, no one could take that away from me. And I always say that for, um, and I, and I think it was our last podcast that Tony had touched upon this, like, if someone came up to me and said, we, you have the opportunity to not have had cancer, like we'll take that out of your life and you can hit like the restart button. I would say no, like I would still go through it because I think that that in that time period was almost like a humbling grown up thing that I needed in my life. So since that was before being diagnosed, my question now is what was your scariest fear or thing that you experienced upon being diagnosed, going through treatment, or just, you know, whatever you're like you felt during active treatment? So I had a seizure shortly before, well, not shortly before, shortly after I was diagnosed. So like right off the bat, I needed help with everything. And I, and it sucked because right when I was diagnosed, I was getting to that point where I was able to start doing stuff by myself. So being pushed back and being told, no, you have to rely on all these people around you to do the most basic things was really hard. And I think for a while, I feared not being able to do stuff by myself again. And like at the same time, I was fearing letting others down 
with not being able to do stuff because I was trying to get back into my sports at the time. Walking was one of the things that I was trying to do. And like, every time I fell down, it's just like, I'm not going to be able to do it again. I got to like, this isn't going to work if I don't keep doing it. Got to keep doing it. Otherwise I'm never going to be able to do it again. And it'd be like a downhill spiral. I think that for me, again, like before I was diagnosed during, I didn't have that many fears either. I remember when I was told about it, I was crying and my family was here because I I knew that it was something bad. But then I remember my mom brought me up to my room. She wanted me to pack a bag because we would have to go to the hospital the next day. So she was helping me and she sat with me on my bed and she asked me for a moment, do you have any questions? And I told her no, because I don't think that I wanted to worry her. But I wasn't really thinking of anything bad. And I remember I did have a question, but I didn't ask her. But I remember that it was, am I going to lose my hair? And, you know, you're a 12 young girl. That's kind of an important thing to some people. And I just remember not asking because I just didn't want to worry her or to bring it up. Or, But that was like my first thought. I wasn't really thinking about what am I going to have to go through. Or maybe I just didn't know what it was going to be like to in order to have questions about that. But even when I think back, like my family has asked me or I've talked to my dad recently that he's asked me, did you ever think like going through it like this could end badly or that you weren't going to make it? And I think thinking back that I never had those thoughts. And to me, it's kind of strange to me to have gone through all of that. And to not have really had any fears going through it. I mean, it was a horrible experience, in my opinion. And it was like, it was a pain to go through. And that is a huge understatement. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is that I have a huge, huge fear of needles. I cannot do shots. I probably will never get a tattoo. I, it's just like a horrible thing for me to have to deal with. But to go through a cancer experience, it's something that unfortunately I had to try to get used to. So I think that the biggest fear I had was just being poked and prodded all the time, having to get shots and get your port poked and just having to do blood. I had to, after I got my port out, I had to adjust to getting blood on on my own and not relying on that. Something that you would have thought that you would have hated would be something that you would rely on so much then. So I think for me, it's just something small as I don't like to be poked and I hate needles and I have a huge fear of that. But I never really had a fear of what I'm going through or that this could not end well for me or that it's such a scary thing to have to go through, especially at that age. And I feel like me looking back, I just feel like that's a strange thing that I wasn't really scared about those things in the moment um i think for me my biggest fear was that people were going to treat me differently like i wanted to be treated exactly the same as i was like the day before and it was actually a warranted fear because people ended up treating me differently um but that was that was probably my main fear like i wanted to be the kayla that i was before i was diagnosed and i didn't want people to look at me differently or like act like I was a fragile piece of glass or something that they could break. I wanted like I wanted to be normal. Which I guess when you see someone diagnosed with cancer, like you automatically think, oh my gosh, they're like fragile, they're sick. Like you don't wanna 
you don't want to rub them the wrong way. You don't want to affect them or make things worse. But all I wanted was to be treated the same way. And that was, that was definitely my biggest fear. And then also living with the pain that like the chemo and other drugs caused, I was scared that was not going to go away. Um, but yeah, those were probably my biggest fears. I think my biggest fear at the time was I also had brain stuff going on. Um, and they always told us where they were like, in the moment, there's like, we don't know how much function she's going to regain because it wasn't a very common thing that happened. Um, I had encephalitis as well, but I mean, as time went on, I came out of it. It was fine. But them not knowing a lot of times what was going to happen long-term because not a lot of people, at least at Hershey, had gone through that. Um, that was really something me and my family, we thought about a lot. Uh, but other than that, I mean, just the general, like you always have the fear of, oh, I'm going to go in. I might be fine now, but I'll go in next week. And then, you know, irrationally, you'll be like, oh, I'm done for. Like, I don't know. I was going to say I agree with Taylor. I kind of like wasn't really scared in the moment, really. Like there were times where I'd be like, oh, my gosh. Like, I guess like my initial thought, too, was like, oh what's going to happen? Like, I'm going to lose my hair. I, I wanted to know, like, what was going to happen. That's so my biggest thing. Like, I looked up, like, YouTube videos or, like, I just wanted to hear somebody else who went through it, like, is it? How is it? Like, you know, give it to me straight. I want to know. And so that was, like, I guess that was my biggest fear during it was, like, the fear of the unknown of treatment. But then once I got treatment, I was, like, it's not, like, it's bearable. Like, I can do it. And I kind of just, like, dissociated my fear at the time and just went through it and then you know like the last two years in remission I kind of realized like that was scary like I can be like I should have let myself be afraid instead of like running away from the fear when it was happening so I was kind of putting on a brave face but I wish I would have just been like this is scary I'm scared you know and said something about it. I think something I've always done and something that I still continue to do is I will be very stoic and I very much will internalize like any feeling or fear that I may be experiencing. And I'd be lying if I said that at, you know, multiple points during treatment, did I potentially question like, could I die? Like, is this where we could take the wrong turn? But I did, I didn't let that run me. Like I never went into chemo and it's weird. Like I, I remember like, you know, knowing what chemos I would get on what day. And I never, you know, got thought I was scared or felt fear while they're, you know, pumping Dono in my arm and things like that. But I think for me, my biggest fear during it was essentially like, I didn't want to like let anyone else down and hat and then like lose who I was as a person. Like, I know that you know, obviously my parents were scared or my siblings or my friends or my teachers. And, you know, I didn't want them to essentially like pity me or I didn't want to see them upset because I was upset. And I was essentially like a very angsty, like teenager. Like I remember when I didn't feel good, I just wanted to be like left alone on the couch with a bowl of mashed potatoes and the remote next to me. And even though like it's because I wasn't feeling good, but I would project that onto others because I didn't want them to know that like 
I was trying my hardest not to go and throw up. And I didn't want, you know, like my friends to know that I was hiding in the bathroom in between periods, like feeling just like complete and utter, like essentially like I, I don't want to say death because that's not the right word, but just like could wanted to be anywhere, but at school. And I think that that fear didn't really manifest at the time. Like I was stoic and dealt with it. But once I was in remission and years later, like that really affected me. The fact that I never addressed the things that bothered me in the moment because I was just trying to get through it. And I think that it's a very normal thing that when you're just trying to get through something, like you can suppress any other anxiety or fear or like negative feeling that you have because you go into like survival mode. Like it's essentially that fight or flight. Like if it comes down to like your adrenaline kicking in to get through chemo versus like you crying because you're scared, you're going to get through it. So next, since we've hit before, we've hit during, wherever you're at in your journey now, what is the thing that scares you the most? So if I talked about before treatment and during treatment, I didn't feel like I really had a lot of fear. Now, from the time after up until now, I am like fear walking. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it's like I said, like, I'm just older. So now I just realize more things of what what could happen or what way things could go. Or if it's because all the damage that my cancer experience has done to me has finally caught up to me and I'm realizing it. So for the longest time, my biggest fear was recurrence. I always thought that I was going to relapse, that it was going to come back. If I felt anything, it was that. And I am a horrible Googler. And that is such a bad, unhealthy habit of mine that I constantly have to tell myself to pull myself away from the phone. Um, But for the longest time, if I would feel an ankle pain, it's back. When I first was diagnosed, I felt it in my elbows and in my shoulders. So if I would feel anything, an ankle pain in like my bones, it's back. If I would feel a headache, anything, it's back. So just for the longest time, any little thing, I would just be so terrified, not just worried about it, but terrified about it, that it was the cancer was back. And I remember I was in college and I was in the shower. I had a dorm finally to myself and I slipped in the shower and I fell and I'm just sitting there. And it's one of those moments where you're like half laughing, half crying because it's just so ridiculous. And I was going through just like a bad time at that moment. So I think in that moment, it just caught up to me and my bones felt achy. And I was having just kind of a mini mental breakdown in my dorm by myself thinking it came back. I relapsed. And I remember talking to my mom on the phone and she was just like, take a mental health day. And I am such a strictler for rules that I never have skipped class. I always go to school. Like I just do things how I'm supposed to do them. I love school. And that was like the only day that I let myself skip and just have a day to myself because I was just mentally drained and telling myself like something is wrong. So for the longest time, that was my biggest fear. And fortunately, it's taken years, like 
10 plus years to teach myself that it is not coming back. I can tell myself now that I think that I am fine with that. I think that I tell myself it would have happened by now. Like I just have little reassurances to tell myself. So it's you're able or I was able to teach myself that everything is going to be fine. But it took so, so, so long. And I think now I don't fear about that. But I have such a like, well, I'm self-diagnosed again, but I have such like a health OCD problem with anything. I always think that the littlest thing I'm going to be sick or I feel the littlest thing and it's a huge problem. So I never think that it's my original leukemia, but now it has turned into just anything that I don't feel well. I jump from it's just a headache to it's the worst thing possible. So that has been something that I'm constantly dealing with and constantly trying to talk myself through, but it is very, very hard to do. Going off of that, uh, that's another, that's similar to my fear. Just worrying that anytime I get sick or anything like that, that the cancer's back. I actually had a scare this past week. I had to go up to Hershey because the doctors were concerned too. I found like a lump in my arm pit. They still don't know what it is, but after t- uh, like running blood work and stuff, uh, they're pretty hopeful that it's not cancer. But just the fact that even the doctors were concerned was kind of played into my fear. Um, so like just getting through that and also still not knowing like if it's not cancer, okay, well, what is it that is causing all of this? So I've just very similar to what Taylor said, just constantly. I'm also a Googler. When it comes to that, anything, I don't, I don't know why I do it to myself, but I do. And I, it's like, I can't stop. Like, I have to know what it is. And then my other biggest fear now is that I'm a failure because I'm struggling to find a job. Like, I've applied to literally over 500 jobs, like, all filled out applications, cover letters for all of them. Um, and since like the end of July, and still haven't found anything. Like I've gone fun through interviews, gotten to like the final stage of the interview process and then nothing. Um, so just feeling like I'm a failure, um, like going to college wasn't worth it. Like I'm letting my family down, like that I'm just going to be stuck living at my parents' house for the rest of my life because I'm not good enough or I don't know. So that's just like, that's, that's definitely my biggest fear probably even more than the cancer coming back i don't want to be a failure and like i want to eventually move out of my parents house that would be a huge goal for me but right now i'm just worried that i won't find the right path for me and that sucks i think i also can attest to being you know afraid that it comes back um also i think a lot of people have this fear just being afraid of like your health in the future, kind of like what did, what did I go through and what did it do to me kind of thing. But I've been doing better with that because like I've realized that the fear, I can't like be afraid that something's going to happen that didn't already happen. Like I'm wasting so much energy on being afraid of something that didn't happen yet. Um, so I'm, I just keep telling myself like, just be afraid when it happens. Like you don't be afraid now. Like there's just, I'm, you know, you're putting 
a lot of pressure on yourself and taking away from being in the moment and living in your in the moment because I look back on like when I was younger, like before I had cancer and I'm like, those were really great times. And like, I wish I could get back to them, but I can't. So I wish I would have enjoyed them more. Um, So I think that's important to do um, because, you know, like we're all afraid that, you know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people are afraid that they could get cancer. I think that's like a common fear. So Ours is just a little bit heightened, but I think that just remembering to like live in the moment and also Kayla, I don't think you're a failure. I think you are going to find the best job. Um, and it'll come to you when it's ready and it will happen for you, but you have to believe that too. And I know it will happen, but so yeah, that's, that's my big takeaway from get having cancer going through all this is like, you just have to live in the moment. It's so hard to do when you're like telling yourself to live in the moment, you're like, am I living in the moment by telling myself to live in the moment or, <laughs> but yeah. I think now I've taken a lot of steps in life. I'm 27. I I did move out of my parents' house. Um, me and my boyfriend, we are living together. Uh, we're in the process of buying a house. Um, and the biggest thing is, you know, we find a property and we're like, oh, can we do this? And I'm just like, well, yeah, we can do that so long as I don't get sick again, because then you are taken back so many years. You don't have, I don't know, the time, you don't have the health, you don't have the money to do like what you can do otherwise in life. So it's one of those things you have to live in the moment and just like you can't hold yourself back in life because, oh, this might happen. Especially when for me lately, like back, after I completed treatment, they would always say, oh, well, we don't have to do this right now, or you don't have to go see these people right now, but this is a possibility in the future. And I'm at a point where I'm two years out and some of those things are happening. So definitely kind of like, I don't know, kind of like a fear of what's happening next, especially with the steps I'm taking in life. So one thing. I'm not even a year out of treatment, so it it's a little bit higher of just it might come back and everything, which I've noticed recently isn't my biggest concern. It's just I'm so much more conscious of my body. I do sports, so when I feel a specific part of my body hurting, it's just, oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, am I doing something wrong to it? Because like, it's just that, especially because, like, right now my shoulder's hurting me. My mom had problems with her shoulder. So that's just, like, well, something might be wrong with it. But just, like, also my brain telling me it's nothing. You can power through it. You don't You don't need to worry about it. So it's the two sides of my head trying to, like, battle it out against each other. And it's not necessarily scary, but that sort of, am I playing it down? Am I playing it up? Or is it, like actually where I think it is because my brain like to kind of play tricks on me sometimes so like and I just remember not thinking I was going to have cancer when I went into the hospital um my family searched that I was mono or something because I felt tired that was the entire reason I went to get my blood work done that day so like my swim coaches had noticed hey she's backing a little off like make sure everything's okay 
So we went, I got my blood taken Monday morning and I missed a little bit of school. And then I didn't come back Tuesday and I like ghosted my friends for a while. So until I started texting them to, again, they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, well, just, just got diagnosed with cancer. It's fine. So just like the fear of something going wrong, like not cancer wrong, not huge wrong, just the littlest thing going wrong and can kind of freak me out. Like, even if I know it's not a big deal, it sort of is played up in my head. First, I want to say, Kayla, you truly have a gift with words and who you are as a person. So to the 500 job applicants that didn't get you, like, and steal you up as a person, they made a huge mistake. But when the one company or application does go through, they will be the luckiest to have you. And kind of what everyone has said, I think that, and I think Ali, you had said this, that we kind of have this heightened sense of like our body and what can go wrong. And I think that the fear of, you know, it coming back will always, always exist no matter where you are in your treatment, whether it's a couple of months or a couple of years or 10 plus years. And I think for me right now, I'm finding that my fear is essentially adjusting to this like, quote unquote, normal life and mixing that in with the problems that I have had because of being like a cancer survivor and having had cancer. Like, for example, I am in a very serious relationship and I love Andrew to death. And I, you know, we have had conversations regarding like our future and it scares me that, you know, I may not be able to like have a kid with Andrew and I want to give that to him. And then that spirals into a whole fear of like, could I lose Andrew? Could I lose myself? Like, but then it's like, if that could happen just because of my reproductive history, like, it's like, how far am I willing to push my body for the thing that I want most? And like, I do that often. Like, for example, in October, which I'm super excited for, I'm running a Ragnar relay and it goes from Harrisburg to Philadelphia, to Philadelphia. And there's 12 of us on a team. It's divided up into different sections. And I literally have already started training for it 10 months away. But I'm like, even if I train for this, like, is my left lung from pulmonary fibrosis going to decide to like completely go out? Like, is my, you know, like, am I going to push myself to a point where I know, like, I very much am the person that's like, I should stop at step nine, but I will go to step 10. Like, I don't know when to essentially not push myself because I don't ever want to like fall into a state where I let the thing that scared me or I let the thing that someone said I couldn't do stop me. And I think my fear now is being stopped. Like my life that I have come to like love and build and cultivate into something that I'm proud of just come crashing down on me from a side effect or from the word like you're sick again. And it's really hard to not get caught up in that fear. Like, and I don't let it, you know, consume me because if I did, I think I would just be a pile of mush on my bathroom floor with a tub of Ben and Jerry's every day. But it's 
instead, I just live my life in the moment the best that I can and do the things that I love. And I find myself like essentially my coping mechanism sometimes is like just essentially like escaping. Like I am the biggest person for a spontaneous adventure, but I'm also like a big believer in that you can learn things from people and places that you've never seen or people you've never met. And so when I feel like I need a reset on reality, my biggest thing is to just go someplace that I've never been, whether that's in the state, whether that's out of the country. And like, it just really goes back to center me because it's like our, like our natural instinct is to like run. But I think to ground yourself and to stand like firm where you are is also just a beautiful thing. So kind of question to wrap up here. Susan David said that courage is not the absence of fear, but courage is fear walking. How would you say fear has given you courage? I think like when I mentioned during treatment and I couldn't walk or earlier this year when I was getting back into field hockey, I was actually playing. It's sort of the, my body's telling me I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't. And like, my mind's kind of like, you're you're not going to be able to get back to where you were. You're always going to be stuck here. Like I was scared of being stuck in the same spot, not being able to get back to where I was, which kind of pushed me to be like, no, I'm doing this. Like this is going to happen. So just kind of pushed me to continue doing what I wanted, even if every fiber of my being is like, no, what are you doing? Stop. It kind of just like made me want to push myself past those limits, which I know on multiple occasions, my parents would be like, Hey, calm down. You're going too far. But at the same time, it's just like, but I'm getting somewhere, which would always excite me and made me not get upset at the idea that I'm scared or afraid. It's just, this is going to make me make sure I'm back to where I was and getting better. I think my whole experience and like my fears and everything, I think that gave me a lot of courage um, just to be like, grow into like the person I wanted to be or find out who that was, I guess. Um, Because like, when you're 19, I don't know, you're just, you don't really know exactly who you are yet and so I just I was afraid to be the cancer girl but then like you know you grow you grow into it and you realize like you're an evolving person and you you know you're not just stuck I guess in one way or another it's like this life is fluid and you know you're changing and you're growing and you're always going to be like afraid to for, to grow into your next role or your next like step of life but it's not that scary <laughs> I think is what uh, um, having cancer taught me and also it really pushed me to like mend relationships like with my family and stuff that I was a little too stubborn at 19 to do so it kind of put life into perspective for me like you know what what are, what are we fighting about what is this you know what is this about? We can just, you know, get past it. So I'm I'm happy that cancer scared me a little bit because it helped me become a better person, I think. And so 
I am going to say that I don't think that fear has given me courage. I think that fear has just scared me so much, almost to beyond repair, that it has been so damaging to just who I am. But I think that if I really think about it, I think that what has given me courage recently are my coping mechanisms. So I feel like Even through this podcast today, I really am realizing that I'm really a what if person. So I'm always thinking about, well, what if this happens? And what if this happens? And like Ali said, that I need to try to reassure myself that this might not happen. So why worry about it now? And then you have those regular fears, like Kayla spoke about, about jobs and am I going to be a failure? And I'm 29 and I live with my parents and I don't have my own house and I don't have a full-time job and I'm not married and I don't have kids. And um, it took me almost two years to find a job and to find something that I actually like. So if I tell myself to find better coping mechanisms to find things that make me feel better, I feel like those things have been giving me courage. So Once I convinced myself to be a part of this podcast and meeting all of you and hearing how your experiences are similar to mine, those things are giving me courage to come to the podcast and the the retreat about the comfort versus challenge. That gave me courage. I climbed a tree, which I would have never done. That gave me courage. I feel like um, having good people in your life, if my boyfriend or my family or my friends give me reassurance or talk me through things. I feel like that gives me courage. I feel like um, how Kareen was saying, if you just need to get away, I feel like a big thing for me is having things to look forward to or to have things planned in advance. If you ha- if I have those little things to get me through or to look forward to that I have special things planned down the way. I think those things give me courage to get through what I'm going through now so that I can reach these good moments. And um, I think having people check in on you gives me courage. So my mom and I were just watching a show, Ginny and Georgia on Netflix, and it's really good. You should check it out. But we just watched it this weekend. And there's a character that was very depressed. And he was talking about, I wrote it down so I could include it in this, He said something about you can never truly see what's going on inside someone's head. Everyone's fighting a battle we can't see. And then it talked about how people think that we all know what's going on with the people around us, but we really don't. So I think having good people to check in with you and just all of us remembering to ask each other, how are you? And to really mean it. And for us to allow ourselves to answer truthfully and to let people in gives me courage to remember to think everybody has stuff going on. We all have things that we deal with that we keep hidden inside or that we're fearful about or that we're fearful to let other people know or to let other people into our lives. But I think trying to remember that we all are going through stuff and mostly this podcast and all of you have been like so wonderful to my life to just add such a beneficial thing that like, yes, I think I'm Hopefully, we're all reaching somebody out there that can relate or we can help. But also, so selfishly, this has been so healing to me that I feel like just allowing myself to be open to talk to all of you and to meet all of you and to be a part of something so special has given me more courage than 
fear would ever give me. So it kind of makes me feel like we could stand up to fear together and find what we need from each other, no matter if we were just diagnosed or were a year out, or for someone like me, 17 years later, still needing to get over fear, but finding different ways to make ourselves feel better is just, I think, just so priceless right now. Taylor, first off, perfect recommendation. I think that everyone should have to watch Jenny and Georgia because it is just, it is such an amazing show that touches, especially for like young adults, whether regardless of what you're going through, like that show is so underrated and I just love it so much. But you beautifully said and encompassed like the fact that Fear doesn't always necessarily give you courage. And I think in that, like for you, it's like fear essentially almost gave you a sense of like confidence. And sometimes it's like, I think we, how do I want to word this? I think we sometimes let like our fear and the things that we're scared of kind of almost like shield our like biggest strengths that like may be hidden. And even just from like, I remember meeting you at the challenge versus comfort. And it's like, I feel like you have just like grown and blossomed and flourished like so much in just such a short amount of time. And I think that kind of tying into what I guess you can say, courage my fear has given me. I think that it kind of just gave me the ability to be And this is like, honestly, I think this is a lifelong journey. But for me, especially in the last, I would say five years, it's really just given me the, I guess you can say like confidence to start saying it's okay to accept who I am as a person. Like I am finally getting to a point where I am like comfortably confident with, you know, going to the gym and my body or like being comfortably confident with like my career path and not being scared of like what I'm saying to people. And I think that kind of sometimes the bad things that happen to us, they give us this like almost hidden, I guess you can say like superpower that just kind of comes sometimes out of nowhere. Emily, did you want to say anything before we like wrap up on last point? Oh, yeah, I can say something to that. I mean, I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I don't say anything because, I don't know, I feel like the way I deal with things sometimes might be a little bit different. I mean, I feel like a lot of times in the presence of fear, I'm, I'm the person, I'm the suck it up anyway, just do it. Like, you're fine, you'll be fine, just go and do it. And that's how I deal with a lot of things sometimes. But I mean, it might not be the best thing sometimes, but that's a lot of times how I deal with stuff. I think that in a sense, like the beauty of fear is that it is individualized and that the things that scare one person are so different from the things that scare someone else. But it's also the way in which someone deals with it that also is like unique. And there is nothing wrong with, you know, your coping mechanism or the way that you deal with fear to kind of be like, I'm getting through this. And I think if fear has taught us anything, it's that being stuck is temporary for having courage, whether that's 
finding coping mechanisms that work for you and overcoming things that scare us are the very things that help mold us into who we're becoming. Being scared is a completely normal feeling. And without that fear, we wouldn't be able to appreciate all the little moments that make us feel alive. Here's the challenging fear and cultivating fear into confidence. You are you, and that is your superpower. Thanks for listening to Life on Pause. Ideas or suggestions for future episodes? Feel free to share them with us. Join us for the next recording on the third Tuesday of the month. Until Until next time. time.